Hi, this is Dan Mays from Clutch, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. episode 194 of the iron city rocks podcast i am your host john coming to you from pittsburgh pennsylvania bringing you the best hard rock heavy metal blues music talk on the web episode 194 we've got dan mains of the band clutch in the house talking about the new album earth rocker in the tour they're going to be doing as many of you know in the pittsburgh area they're going to be coming to stage ae with orange goblin lion eyes and the scorpion child that's a show on the 19th of April at Stage AE. That's an indoor show. The tickets are 20 bucks in advance, 25 bucks a day of the show. The new album, Earth Rocker, is available now. So, without further ado, let's play a track from the album. This song called Cruel Velocity, and then we're going to talk to Dan Maines. Who are not yet familiar with your band? Um, can you give us a little bit of a background on your style? Uh, we are a hard rock band. We formed in the early 90s, uh, 1991, uh, I believe it was uh, in this, the, see, the, the fall of 91. We played our first show. Um, we kind of came up through the, uh, the hardcore scene. Uh, although never really kind of consider ourselves a hardcore band. We put out our first record, full-length record, in 93. That's called Transnational Speedway League, Anthems, Anecdotes, and Undeniable Truths. Uh, and uh, we've been uh, pretty much doing this for the last 21 years now. Uh, just, playing, uh, just playing rock and roll, really. And, and you guys have had the same lineup for that entire time, right? Correct. So how do you keep that together? I mean, so many bands today are so volatile and people are coming and going. How have you kept the same four guys together for 21 years? Uh, good question. <laughs> Let's see. Um, well, uh, well, 
we knew each other uh, before we we got the band together. Um, the band uh, was more or less formed uh, out of the ashes of uh, high school, um, and it was really just uh, you know an opportunity to uh, play music, uh, play some shows. You know, we didn't really have any high expectations. Uh, where we are today is certainly, uh, you know, would would come to a shock to uh, ourselves. Um, you know, if if we were able to see, you know, 20 years into the future, uh, and I, I think that just we're just uh, you know pretty laid back people uh, who enjoy making music together, and um, you know we 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 try to keep the drama to a minimum. Uh, <laughs> You know, there, there are no, no egos flying around. And, um, you know, if somebody has a problem, we talk about it and we move on. You know, I, I consider ourselves extremely lucky because I have seen, uh, you know, how it can go in a negative, uh, you know, turn. Um, but uh, it just, um, for whatever reason, you know, we just seem to be able to... Uh, tolerate each other <laughs> and you know i think it, it's a mutual respect we have uh, for each other and just uh, kind of a shared goal and you know keeping it uh you know keeping it simple keeping it fun and um nothing more than that well you know and that's kind of really what it's all about and I was really impressed because not only do you, have you guys done this together for 20-some years, you are also, um, you're also having an instrumental side project that you all do together as well. So like, Yeah, we just can't get enough of each other, really. <laughs> I mean, typically you see a side project as maybe a couple members of the band, you know, people stretching their legs. But, I mean, even when you guys want to, want to stretch and try something new, you all stay together. That That's really a testament, I guess, to your friendship and your respect for each other as musicians. Uh, that's a good way of putting it. Absolutely. Um, the, the, the Bakerton group, the idea spawned uh, from uh, jams in our band house um, in the mid-'90s. Uh, we got sick of living in our parents' houses, and we moved into a band house, and this was in West Virginia. And uh, it was really literally in the middle of the woods, and uh, it just gave us a lot of freedom to uh, you know, play whenever we want to. We wanted to, you know, at any given hour. Um, and... Uh, we never had really played or rehearsed or jammed together that often uh, until we shared a house together. I mean, we, we would get together, uh, you know, two or three times a week before that. But suddenly we found ourselves living in the same house. There really wasn't much to do other than play music. Uh, so we were doing this on a daily basis, and it really kind of, um, uh, you know, spurred a lot of creativity uh, in our writing. And we just, uh, we had a lot of stuff happening musically, 
that really couldn't be contained within the clutch sphere. Uh, so we decided to, uh, you know, create this other outlet with the instrumental approach. And that way it wasn't really something that would uh, have to, uh, you know, follow in the guidelines of what whatever it was that we thought clutch was at that time. You know, really kind of freed ourselves up yeah. to, uh, you know, just basically experiment with different ideas musically. It was a really uh, helpful learning experience as far as growing as a musician. And it was a lot of fun. And uh, it's something that we continue to do. It's, it's, it's difficult to do when there's so much activity going on within Clutch. Um, whenever something like a new Clutch album comes out, you kind of have to put the Bakerton group uh, on hold. Um, but it's, it's definitely something that uh, is not going to be going away. That's awesome. Now, <clears throat> speaking of new clutch albums, like, like, I want to talk about Earth Rocker, but one of the things I wanted to mention, kind of talk about, is I've noticed that musically, every album you guys put out takes a slightly different direction. Like, there's always a bit of a theme to it. It's a different direction from the last album, but yet you always still know it's clutch. There's still a clutch sound there. So what's your approach when you guys sit down to write an album? How have you accomplished that? Well, I mean, you're kind of stuck with the whatever the chemistry is of the four guys. Uh, you know, no matter what we do, it, even if, when we play a cover song, um, you know, it's going to come out sounding like Clutch. There's just nothing we can really do about that. Uh, we try to not repeat ourselves album-wise. Um, you know, we, we, we like to... Um, we don't want to do the same thing we did 12 16 months ago, and so you're you're constantly trying to come up with um, new you know new directions for yourself. Um, as far as this latest record goes, we did have a very conscious plan as we were writing uh, the music of writing a very um, generally upbeat or up tempo songs uh, as a whole. You know the, the way the album ended up. You basically have 10 fast-tempoed, relatively short, concise rock songs, and then you have a mellow track thrown in the middle. And, uh, you know, that was always a conscious decision. Um, I think that the album that, that we made previously, The Strange Cousins from the West LP, uh, it has a lot of stylistic uh, changes throughout the record. It has peaks and valleys that, um, you know, make that particular record unique. Um, and for the new one, we wanted to, we wanted to keep the overall length of the record relatively short, and uh, and the songs within the same frame, um, you know, mind frame of just you know taking three minutes and just making a pretty intense rock and roll song. And um, you know, I, I feel like we did a pretty good job of doing that. Well, I've only gotten to hear the one song so far, Earth Rocker, and I got to say, "intense" is a great way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a uh, that was one of the songs that um, we had been working on. I think the longest um, out of uh, the eleven songs, uh, it, it, it came together rather quickly, but we found ourselves, uh, you know. 
just not being 100% satisfied with it and, and tweaking it uh, over the, the course of about um, six months prior to recording it. And uh, it just it seemed like, uh, well, lyrically, I think it's, it's a song that kind of has uh, uh, elements and a theme that carry out throughout the entire record. And uh, it just seemed like a perfect um, intro to the album itself. Um, and uh, it's a fun, it's a, it's a really fun song to play live. And uh, it seems to be getting a good reaction from the crowd. And uh, I'm looking forward to <laughs> the album being released and uh, people being able to hear the uh, the thing in its an, an entirety. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I, I already got it on my wish list on Amazon. So the minute <laughs> it becomes available, I, I will be ordering it. Like, I heard Earth Rocker, and immediately I grabbed my phone to Shazam, and I'm like, what, what album is this? Like, as I have a bunch of your albums. I'm like, how have I not heard the song yet? And I didn't know there was a new record coming out, and then it sells me Earth Rocker, but there's no album associated. I'm like, okay. So then I go home, and I hit Google, and I'm like, it's a new album. Yeah, and that is such yeah. a great track. Uh, I I cannot wait for this out. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to uh, to have people here. It's uh, it's been a while in the making. You know, it's been close to four years uh, since the Strange Cousins record came out, uh, and that's a long time uh, as far as clutch albums go. Um, so. Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, you know, very proud of it, and um, I think that a lot of people are going to be uh, pleased. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so how, how uh, like, I guess, what can we expect from the live shows? And so, you know, you're doing Earth Rock. Are you doing any other tracks off the new disc yet, or are you going to kind of hold out till it comes out in March? No, no. Um, we just came back home from uh, a short European tour, and we had been playing, on average, three to four the new songs per set. I would imagine when we start this tour coming up here in April, going, I mean, in March, going into April, uh, that we'll do at least three, probably between three and five songs off the new record. Um, and we've been, uh, we've been playing a couple of these songs for over a year now. Um, slightly, slight, slight changes in arrangements were made uh, before we went into the studio to record it. But, uh, you know, we like to play new material, whether it's been recorded or not. Uh, if we write a song and we're happy with it, um, then uh, we'll put it on a set list. And, um, you know, it's, it's fun to, to, uh, to play material that people haven't heard before, um, you know, to fresh ears, and uh, you know it's going to be exciting to to be on tour as the album comes out and see more and more people recognizing the songs as we play them. That's going to be cool. That's going to be real cool. Now, can I ask about the set list? One of my favorite tracks um, from the Beale Street to Oblivion record was um, "Electric Worry." Like I just I love that song start to finish, and I I bought Full Fathom Five just to get the live version to get the whole experience. Will Electric Worry make it into this set list on this tour? Yeah, that's kind of become a staple of our set lists. We have a tradition. <laughs> right on. Yeah, that's that. That one. Uh, it doesn't uh, get old. 
Well, we have uh, a system within the band where a different band member will write a set list each night. So when we, when we start a tour, I, I write the first set list, uh, and then the second night, Neil writes a set list, and then John Paul, and then Tim, and then we uh, we start over. And that way, it uh, kind of uh, you know forces variety into the sets, and uh, it, it makes it more exciting for us because uh, you know you're not falling into this rut of just you know kind of going through the motions of playing the same set over and over again. And uh, it's good for the uh, you know the audience too because we do try to change it up uh, song-wise. Where uh, you know if you if you caught us on a Tuesday night and then see us on Wednesday, you know we'll probably play three or four songs on Wednesday night that we didn't play on Tuesday. And, and that's really good for the audience because I know I've seen some some shows like for example one of my favorite bands, The World Kiss. Every show is pretty much identical, so they get to a certain part and they swap it out. So. The fact that you guys are going to say, okay, we have a general idea, or you're changing things up a little bit every night, that that's that's what's fun. It's like, ah, you saw them in Cleveland, I saw them in Pittsburgh. My show is cooler than your show, you know? That's, that's yeah. kind of fun for the fans. Well, yeah, well, uh, we don't have any explosions that need to be choreographed with a set list. <laughs> Good but point. That freezes, that freezes up a bit, too. Good point. Oh, man. <clears throat> All right, so the um, new record, Earth Rocker, that's going to be due out here March 19th, is that correct? Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, I know you guys are going to be here in Pittsburgh on April 19th. I know it's Friday night because I'm planning on going to that show. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so the album will be out by then, and, uh, uh, you know, hopefully everybody will know, know the new stuff. Well, hey, Dan, I want to thank you for your time, and thank you for coming on the show today. Well, thank you, and uh, look forward, looking forward to seeing you. Together. Sticks. Speedwagon, Ted Nugent, come take a ride on the Midwest Rock and Roll Express, May 19th at First Niagara Pavilion. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com or Ticketmaster Outlets. Have you ever listened to an album and thought to yourself, man, I could do so much better than that? Well, here's your chance. My name is Sue, and I've decided to write my next album live and online at RageAndApathy.com. So come on over, leave me a comment, and tell me what you think about the album and where you think it should go. And as a bonus for you Iron City rockers out there, I will give you an exclusive copy of the first song as soon as I get it finished. So stop on over to RageAndApathy.com and join my madness. In the making, Leonard Skinner and Bad Company, side by side in the summer's ultimate anniversary bash. Friday, July 19th, the first Niagara Pavilion. Special guest, Blackstone Cherry. Tickets on sale now. Buy at LiveNation.com or any Ticketmaster location. Leonard Skinner and Bad Company, the 40 Tour. All right, a big thanks to Dan Maines of the band Clutch and also Aaron for doing that great interview. Again, Clutch will be in Pittsburgh at Stage AE on April 19th to do a show with Orange Goblin, Lion Eyes, and Scorpion Child. Tickets are available 20 bucks in advance, 25 bucks a day of the show. It's an indoor, uh, sort of intimate show, so it'll be a great night. And again, the new album, Earth Rocker, is available now. 
I'd like you to check us out on the internet at uh, ironcityrocks.com. You can also go to facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks, twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks. We've been doing a lot of ticket giveaways lately to get everybody in the mood for the summer concert season. So if you're in the western Pennsylvania market uh, and you want to score yourself some tickets, check us out, especially on Facebook and Twitter uh, for those. And we'd like to invite you to stay tuned for episode 195, which will feature a really cool look at a very underrated band from the 70s. 